0: You are engines. Oh, you tell me that about. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. I'm not a crook. If you like your health care plan, you'll be able to keep your health care plan. To Jim Paris Live, your source for the latest news on money, politics, prophecy, and preparedness. And now your host, the editor-in-chief of ChristianMoney.com, and the author of more than 30 books, Jim Paris. All right, hello everybody, welcome to the broadcast, good to have you with us. Uh, super excited, we've got uh, great guests lined up tonight, and this is going to be a fascinating one for those watching the video feed, I'm going to hold the book up here. The Drudge Revolution, the untold story of how talk radio, Fox News, and a gift shop clerk with an internet connection took down the mainstream media. You know, Matt Drudge is kind of a mysterious guy. Uh, We don't really know a lot about him. And and I'm, I'm so grateful this book was written because it answered a lot of questions for me about who is Matt Drudge, the guy behind the Drudge Report. And I know a lot of people are also questioning, you know, where does this guy stand politically? Because it seems like in recent months, he's sort of turned against Donald Trump. So we're going to get into all of that tonight in our guest segment, which begins here in just 28 minutes uh, as we uh, bring in uh, Matthew Leszak, uh great uh, author, also formerly with the New York Daily News, uh, incredible guy. Uh, next week, Casey Sepp will be here. And you may be familiar with the book To Kill a Mockingbird, which is sort of one of those books we all read, right? And the author, Harper Lee, was actually involved in a real life murder story. And Casey Sepp has this story and this book has won all kinds of awards. And of course, it takes us back to our favorite topic niche, which is true crime. So next week we talk about this book. It's called Furious Hours, Murder, Fraud. And the last trial of Harper Lee. Don't miss that uh, next week on Jim Paris Live. Well, it has been a crazy past uh, day and a half, two days here in Florida. Um, I saw the news that we were going to have a nor'easter and some wind and rain and this sort of thing. But I, I really didn't imagine it to turn out to be what it did. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of pictures here in Flagler County, where I live, also in Volusia County, also up in St. John's County. A lot of people are flooded. A lot of uh, people near the beach are actually seriously facing major significant flooding. And the rain has not stopped. Uh, the rain is continuing on. Uh, we seem to have had it's it's kind of come in waves here where I live in Palm Coast, Florida, near St. Augustine. And the accumulation, uh, you know, hasn't really been significant. So, you know, we've had some we don't have the. Uh, You know, the big storm drains on our street. We just have ditches with a storm. There's some uh, drainage pipes, but it's not like in a big city. But nonetheless, we still haven't had any major flooding here uh, because the rain seemed to kind of come. And then there would be a pause for an hour or two. Then we get more rain. But if you check out the uh, Internet, if you've got family or friends in northeast Florida, Daytona Beach area, St. Augustine, all the way up to Jacksonville, especially those people that are near the beaches are actually facing very serious flooding conditions. I saw quite a few pictures today online, so it's it's been crazy the last uh, day and a half, two days. And I, I kind of started wondering today, are we going to be able to do the show tonight? Are we going to end up, you know, losing the internet or losing power? Uh, We did have a little bit of a power outage last night, Uh, just a a few seconds. We were we were off power uh, in the middle of the night last night, but then everything came back on. Uh, And then there's another storm supposedly coming and there's a couple of more out in the uh, tropics. This is the time of year. If you live in Florida, if you know, if you've been here for years and years like I have, this is the time of year to be concerned. They always tell us in June that hurricane season is starting, but this is really the time of year that you've got to watch it. Like, you know, about middle of September to middle towards the end of October. This is really when you could get hit by by a big one, a uh, big hurricane that's out there. But these tropical storms, uh, even without them being classified even as a hurricane, they bring with them a tremendous amount of rain, and that can be a problem You know, in terms of trees falling down, hitting power lines, power going out, fires being started by that, all kinds of issues when you have a substantial amount of rain. uh, In some areas, uh, have just had a tremendous. Very, very sudden downpour and uh, many of these areas in Northeast Florida have not had it let up at all. Uh, We've had just waves where we've had the breaks, like I said. So not too bad here. And we're with you live tonight. They're saying it's a nor'easter, but then just behind it, I'm looking at the map. There's another tropical storm crossing South Florida right now. So who knows when this rain is going to end. Now, you may have seen this. We've got some breaking news for you right now. Authorities... This week announced that they were investigating a package sent, but not delivered to President Trump that contained the poison ricin. Well, we have breaking news that a woman has been arrested, Um, apparently attempting to leave the country. A woman was arrested tonight on the border between the United States and Canada uh, for allegedly being involved in sending this package of ricin. Uh, To the president. It's been a few years, hasn't it, since we've had an incident uh, regarding ricin or anthrax or anything like that. But uh, it appears to be, uh, uh, you know, an issue again here. And it would be nice, wouldn't it, to hear the Democrats come out and say, hey, this is a a bad thing. Uh, We can have disagreements, but people shouldn't be doing these things. I haven't heard much talk like that. (laughs) <laughs> but maybe I'm just not checking the right uh, websites. Okay. We continue to ask for your support of the show as we remain commercial free. And it's always a, a, something I can tell you about. That's a win win for you. And, and it helps the show. So there is a collectible coin. You can get this coin sells on Amazon for thirty nine ninety five, And for those people watching the video feed, I'm holding mine up on the video feed. There it is. The Trump collectible coin and it's really neat and it's free you just pay your own shipping now normally on Amazon you'd pay $39.95 for this but you can get it for free through a special promotion before I give you the website I want you to know why it's free it's free and they're doing this to get you to their website where they have all kinds of Trump gear and memorabilia and merchandise You may buy some, you may not, but this is sort of their giveaway gimmick to drive traffic to their website. So maybe you'll buy some other items, maybe not. You don't have to Uh, grab the free coin. Every coin that we give away through our link, they're giving us, I think, like three bucks, three or four bucks. And this helps pay for the show, keeps us commercial free. Grab your Trump collectible coin by going to coin.christianmoney.com, coin dot christianmoney.com or buy it on Amazon for thirty-nine ninety-five or grab it for free, coin dot All right, let's get into this week's news. Of course, the big news that came out a couple of days ago, the death of Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And uh, of course the big controversy now is uh, will President Trump appoint a replacement before the election the answer is yes he says he will re, uh, will appoint a replacement he's planning to do that actually this week and what's odd is i'm hearing a lot of people saying uh look it's too soon there needs to be a mourning period all of these kinds of things but but look here's what we know and we learned this in july we we can't leave a seat empty on the supreme court we know that Uh, Joe Biden has already assembled an army of more than 600 lawyers ready to uh, get involved with litigation uh, nationwide if this turns out to be a close election. And who knows? It could be a close election. Maybe it's not going to be a close election. But I think that uh, it would be a a really a huge problem, right, if we had uh, eight justices and not the ninth justice, the tiebreaker. So Trump is going to be nominating. It looks like a woman he'll be nominating this week. We'll probably get the name here shortly. But to everybody that says, look, we, we can't move on because there needs to be a, a few weeks, a few months of, of a kind of a mourning period or whatnot. Um, I'm reminded of the picture of Lyndon Baines Johnson being sworn in on Air Force One, being sworn in as president. Less, it, it was two hours and one minute. Get this two hours and one minute after the assassination of John F. Kennedy. LBJ was sworn in as president. Standing next to him was Jackie Kennedy, still wearing her outfit she wore in uh, the vehicle that her husband was killed in, still with blood stains on it. I, I point all that out to you to say that look, uh this is the government. Uh things must go on. And you know if if we could I mean obviously we're not talking about a, a presidency. Uh we've got uh things in place to bring the vice president immediately into the presidency if something happened like what happened with JFK. But I'm simply pointing out the importance of filling this seat uh is really monumental at this time. And I know there's this whole big discussion about hypocrisy and what the Republicans did to Barack Obama. I'll be honest, I don't think what the Republicans did to Barack Obama was right. And I said it at the time. And uh, Merrick Garland should have probably gotten his shot uh, in in the Senate. Uh, I mean, there was still several months left in Obama's term. Um, I never really quite understood that line of thinking. I don't understand it now. And at the time, I said he should have been given... Uh, his opportunity uh, to, you know, get a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Um, Of course, the one difference is that Trump might get a second term. So Trump is not a lame duck. Uh, That was Obama's second term. So he was not going to have an opportunity to uh, be president again after that. So that's one pretty significant difference. I think the second significant difference is this whole matter of, uh, I think the country has, uh, you know, learned a lot from uh, the Bush Gore election, we don't want to go through this. Uh, we've got uh, reason to believe that the election going to be contested, uh, especially if it's, you know, even within, you know, any reasonable uh, percentage of, um, you know, I mean, one, two percent difference in the popular vote. We're probably going to see litigation. We're probably going to see weeks of delay before we know all of this mail in voting thing because of covid. Uh, wow, we, we need that that seat filled in my opinion, but that's going to be the big story all week. And I did a video yesterday on this topic. I'm going to get into right now, which I find to be really fascinating. So CNN has a legal analyst by the name of Jeffrey Tubin. You probably know the guy he's been around for a long time. Um, Clearly a liberal, but he's somewhat of an expert on the Supreme court. And he said something on Friday night. Honestly, I'd never heard this before. Never heard this before. And so he goes on to say that what the Democrats could do if the Republicans fill the seat of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, if they fill that seat, then what the Democrats can do if they end up with control of the Senate and the House and the presidency, they could simply add more seats to the Supreme Court and then they could nominate liberals to take over those seats. He goes on to explain that there is actually nothing in the constitution that limits the number of seats in the Supreme court to nine. And, and uh, that was the first place I heard it. And then yesterday it was everywhere, absolutely everywhere. Uh, and the Democrats are calling this uh, the nuclear option. If uh, the Republicans nominate uh, and, and fill that seat, that if they gain control, they're going to add more seats. Um, The truth is this. Look, folks, I think the Democrats would probably do that anyway, whether the Republicans fill that seat or not, that they would if they ever had control of all three branches, uh, all three houses, they would uh, they would do that if they had uh, control of of the presidency and the Senate. This is very unlikely that they would have obviously control of the Senate, uh, the House and the presidency. But it could happen. But I think now that the idea has been uh, thrown out there, I think they'd probably do this uh, anyway if they had that option to do that. Uh, So this would be fascinating. And we've already got a couple of uh, senators that are uh, apparently saying they're not going to go along with this. Now, I think we can only lose three. And then we, we can't do this. Uh, Republicans cannot do this. So we've already got Murkowski of Alaska. No surprise. Collins of Maine. No surprise. Saying they're not going to go along with this. Um, nothing yet from Mitt Romney. <laughs> of course, I wouldn't be surprised. He's always kind of that guy, right? Uh, that doesn't want to go along with the plan. Uh, but this will be interesting to see what happens. Uh, and people are going to be uh, talking about this all week. And I, I think it's obviously going to be brilliant, that it's going to be a woman that's nominated because then we don't have to go through the whole. uh, I mean, maybe we will. I mean, maybe they'll go after a woman for sexual uh, allegations like they did Kavanaugh. I doubt it. I think that's sort of something that's reserved for men. Uh, But but we'll see. I I think a a woman nominee will be at least a, a much tougher target for Democrats to go after. Uh, Especially with this whole idea that we want to see women represented more uh, on the Supreme Court and all of that, even though this is a woman that is clearly conservative. um, We'll see what happens, but it should be a much smoother uh, process uh, than what we saw with uh, Kavanaugh uh, or Gorsuch. Okay, Uh, moving ahead Uh, on this. uh, I, I find this also fascinating. So here's the other Argument, uh, the other idea that's being launched. So uh, Nancy Pelosi is referring to having several arrows in her quiver that she can use. So uh, apparently, another arrow she has brought up that she can use is impeachment. And so this came up on this week with George Stephanopoulos, who floated the idea of. Uh, Having another impeachment trial of Trump, which would block him from being able to uh, to make the nomination. In other words, and I don't know how this works, but the idea is if there is an impeachment going on during that time, Trump could not make a nomination uh, to the Supreme Court. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's another uh, possible thing that they're floating uh, a possibility uh, of trying to block this. I mean, who knows? Who knows what they're going to do? Uh, It is, though, amazing to look at what lengths the Democrats will go to. I mean, this is really shaping up to be a horribly nasty election. It really is. I mean, we've got generals now going on the record saying that if Trump doesn't leave Maybe the military will have to take him from office. I mean, this is the United States where we have always traditionally had a peaceful transfer of power and all of this posturing and threats are being made. And we're only, what, about 40 days away from the election. Uh, Boy, whoever wins, I hope it's clear cut. I really do. Whether it's Trump or Biden, I hope it is clear cut. So that we don't have to deal with any of this nonsense. Now, these stories keep coming out. And the biggest one came out today. Six men arrested for starting fires in Oregon. And uh, it's interesting to watch this because over the last several days, these reports of arson are being quickly dismissed as conspiracy theories. And I'm not really sure why. um, Why that can't be true what the problem is with the mainstream media accepting that at least part of these fires could be from arson. And the only thing I can come up with is because they want to say this is because of global warming. And they also want to say that this could have nothing to do with those people that are burning buildings, because after all arsonists that burn buildings would never go into the woods and burn the woods, right? They'd never burn the forest because they have a, Kind of an arsonist's uh, code of conduct, which is you only build, bur- uh, you only uh, burn buildings in cities where there uh, are these police protests. Uh, so I'm not really sure what the problem is with this, but the media is going to have to eat a lot of crow because this story out today: six men arrested for starting fires in Oregon, and there have been several other individual arrests here and there that I've seen over the last few days as well. So this is becoming, uh, you know, kind of a a big story. And I'm wondering, you know, could could it be possible? I know it sounds like a crazy conspiracy theory, but could it be possible that this is an organized group? I don't know if they could be they could be terrorists from, you know, Al Qaeda. They could be, uh, you know, uh, some protesters that got together and said, let's start burning down the forest. I don't know, but it, it looks like these could be groups of people. Uh, and it's just curious to see how quickly the mainstream media dismissed any thought that there really could be arson behind a lot of these fires. Okay. This story kind of gave me chills this week, honestly. Um, and this is not just a crazy conspiracy theory. This is in the news. You can Google it. Um, the United States government is has funded, I guess this is in the process of being developed, an implantable biochip that supposedly will be available. It'll hit the market by 2021. So that's next year. This is a tiny chip that would be implanted. And one of the things that this chip would do is to be able to monitor you whether or not you have COVID-19 apparently this chip could be programmed to do a lot of other things as well. Um, mainly just um, sort of uh, consider it like a 24-7 lab test that's going on. You know, we I get my labs done like once a year. It costs me about 150 bucks. I go into the lab, they draw blood. Then I get these, you know, these results back. My doctor goes through them with me. Uh, your blood sugar is a little high. This is a little low, all of that. But th- supposedly this... This chip, which can communicate by radio waves, can monitor what's going on in your body. And one of the things is monitoring for COVID-19. Um, on the one hand, fascinating technology. <laughs> but on the other hand, you know, as Christians, I often am fearful of anything like that because I think Mark of the Beast, right? Uh, and this isn't something futuristic. They're talking about This coming out uh, by 2021. And then my last big news story here tonight is the whole issue of the stimulus. We've been we've been guaranteed really a second stimulus. Uh, It was always said we were going to have that first stimulus people got was just the first wave. There was going to be a second stimulus, uh, which means another round of the paycheck protection program. Another round of these emergency disaster loans for businesses, another round of these stimulus checks where families would get like twelve hundred bucks per adult and five hundred dollars per child. All of that was supposedly all ready to go, and uh, as we get closer and closer to the election, it's it's looking like we're not going to get that. And let me tell you my concern about that. And I'm I'm starting to get on the bandwagon that I truly believe. That if there's not a second stimulus package, and I'm talking soon, like in the next couple of weeks, I think we're, we're really going to go into another serious uh, recession. And there's a lot of anecdotal evidence I could, I could look to, but just people I know in various businesses, people in real estate, people in the mortgage industry, people that own rental properties, people that sell cars for a living, I'm just hearing from a lot of people. How, you know, the average American's holding on to their money. We're even seeing stories of Americans paying down their credit cards. Uh, People are sort of hunkering down, uh, afraid to spend. And uh, going into this Christmas season, and I I asked this earlier this week on my social media. I mean, if we go into Christmas, there's not a second stimulus. Uh, A lot of states still have all their major retail and restaurants, you know, largely closed or limited, and we're still required to wear these masks. I mean, what kind of Christmas uh, retail season are we going to have with all of that? I mean, you can't go really out to dinner. Uh, You don't want to go out to dinner. Do you want to go out shopping at the limited number of stores that are available with the mask on and all of that? I don't know. Um, I guess all hopes are riding on the possibility of a, Vaccine coming out maybe in October or November, but the reality is that experts are saying even if one does come out, by the time it's actually distributed to the entire nation, we're looking at six months to nine months before everybody uh, can get the vaccine just because of the reality of distribution and what that would require. Uh, So, wow, Um, maybe we're not going to get the second stimulus and maybe that's all related to. Uh, the fight that's going to start has already started over the Ruth Bader Ginsburg uh, seat being empty. Uh, we certainly wish you know uh, her family and friends the best, and it's certainly sad to see anyone uh, pass away. it It appears from everything I've read uh, this woman this woman leaves nothing but a tremendous legacy in the law. I know she's a liberal. I'm a conservative. Um, And it's a shame that this has to be uh, become a battle, you know, days after her death. But it is what it is. Uh, It's unfortunate. uh, But this is really where Capitol Hill is going to be focused, probably until the election, which puts a lot of doubt in whether or not we're going to get that second stimulus. All right. Super excited about our guest tonight. Uh, Coming up here momentarily is Matthew Leschak. And the book is The Drudge Revolution, and the subtitle, The Untold Story of How Talk Radio, Fox News, and a gift shop clerk with an internet connection took down the mainstream media. And uh, before we get our guest on the line, uh, I'll tell you, I, I read the book, and probably the most fascinating thing to me about the Drudge story is this guy's background. He never went to college Apparently dropped. uh, He he uh, graduated from high school at at the absolute lowest uh, of his class. Um, a guy who just came out of nowhere was apparently working at a gift shop uh, at the CBS store in Los Angeles, uh, and all of a sudden decides to launch this website. And I have to tell you, probably the most fascinating part of the story is bringing down Bill Clinton. If you remember the whole Monica Lewinsky story was really, that was drudge. Drudge was the one that broke that story. And uh, a lot of the mainstream media didn't want to touch such a salacious story or be the first one to put that out uh, into the public uh, forum. And, and drudge was the one that broke that story and uh, literally brought down a president. All right, we'll take a one minute break and refire the open. We'll be back with our special guest matt leshak and the book is the drudge revolution stay tuned we'll be back in one minute judy was boring hello then judy discovered jumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy